Hello, and welcome to another episode of What You Say, where we are two moms here to encourage, empower, and inspire with love and laughter. I'm Amber. And I'm Melanie. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am good, honey. Let me just tell you, honey. We had gone to New York, New York, as well as Jersey (laughs) visiting my best friend. Anywho. Um, and it was a first for my two. The yeah. Bourbonites went to the jungle. The concrete jungle. <laughs> yes. And it was great. It was it was great. They had an amazing time. We got on the subway and oh, everything. You gave them the grassroots of the Honey, jungle. We, well, you know, we did go. We plan had we had planned to go to uh, the mu- museum of ice cream. Which was really cute because you can eat all the ice cream you want, especially honey for forty dollars, child. I'm gonna get everything. Um, so that was fun. Oh, it wow. was really cute. And then we went to um, we got on the subway because I, I took them for their first cab ride as well. So I, it was just really exciting. They were just so excited to be and around Aww. and see the city. And let me just say this: I did it on a Thursday. Okay, because I was like, I ain't, uh, you know, New York be crowded and everything like that. And I was like, uh, uh, we ain't going to be doing all of that. Excuse me, move, pushing and all that. We ain't doing all of that. So, anywho, we did. That was nice. Um, And we did. We got on the subway. They saw Times. We went to Times Square. We, the Empire State Building. And they just loved it. So, it Aww. was. And, and also, it was their first Amtrak train ride, you know, for for them to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything was their first for them, and it was just so funny because we actually took the train from my friend's house to to go to to New York Penn Station, and when we came back, we're on there, and it was a full day, and I mean, from like ten in the morning to six at night. Okay, his first New York, their first New York style pizza in New York, and. Um, we get on the, the, the trade and I asked my son, I said, are you tired? He's like, no. I, I mean, he, look, he even he even did the touristy thing. Both of them got little hats and things like that. So gets on the train and I'm like, are you tired? And he says, no, I'm not. I said, okay. So I turned my head to talk to my daughter. I turned back the next two minutes. He was bobbing and weaving back and forth. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, let me videotape this. It was like really oh, he, he got so immersed with the New York culture that he became uh, a New Yorkite because you know how they will fall asleep, fall asleep on the train and not think anything of and with this this boy was in REM sleep because oh when it came he was going back and forth like I was like do I have he look, he caught himself from falling I said okay he got this and <laughs> I was like oh my gosh. Well, fast forward to when we came back from the Amtrak train, and I got to post a TikTok about this one. My daughter fell asleep on the Amtrak, and we're about to get off, so I said, I'll let let her sleep until we're almost there. Why? I'm shaking her. Get up. Nothing. I'm like, get up. It felt like the cartoons, the one just... But I was like, get up. She wasn't doing it. So I grabbed her by her jacket, and I just started shaking her. (laughs) 
I was like, if you don't get up, you gonna go into Washington, D.C. and get left there. <laughs> so she started fluttering her little eyelids. <laughs> I said, oh my gosh. So but that no, we sounds like you wore them out. Yeah, so do you. <laughs> but um, it was good. It was really good. And, you know, they want to go back because they want to go to Ellis Island. They want to go Central there's Park. There's so I, much to see. There's so much to do. They would enjoy yeah. riding. They would even like taking the ferry, too. Yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's a whole nother cultural experience, too. Yeah. Because <laughs> you oh, got gosh. A whole yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that is another place. experience. I got to yeah. figure out. Oh, Lord. <laughs> they, they, they would like that. They would like that because, you know, they just take, they could take the ferry from. You know, Jersey into right. right no, into I Manhattan. know because I had to. I had to do that a quite a bit yeah. on tour. But um, so they'll like. They would it was like good. that. It was really good. Yeah, you know, especially so. seeing Ellis Island from the water. Right. You know, and all that. Yeah, that would be cool. So yeah. Awesome. But any, oh wait, but then we did come back. I mean, there were winds. There were some winds, and I know that there were some. You know, some devastation in the Midwest. Um, but when we yeah. came back home. I said, oh, Lord, this, what kind of winds were we having? Because a tree was down. I said, okay, wait a minute. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I but it was good. parts also had hail. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I'm just like, Lord. I saw some people post in Pennsylvania. There was hail coming in. I'm like, okay. And so for all you global warming people, I don't know where you all are, but it's all the hail over here, tornado over here, snow over here. It's just it's like what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and that's H A I L H A I L. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying, honey. Yes. Anyway, yes, indeedy. So it is you know, Monday. It is Monday. Marvelous Monday. Yes, indeedy. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. And you know, there let's just jump right into it. Um, relate and and I know relationships is a big thing. You know, every everything that you do has some sort of relation. It's relatable. It's relating to. Um, relatable is a question that depends on who it is. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, while I was there, you know, there was just some. I, I watched something that was odd. I I, I say it's odd. You know, um. Uh, well, should I say it's not for me? <laughs> and, you know, it's about polyamorous relationships, you know, and I have heard about that. I just never knew that they did something on TV about it. But, um, you know, I, I just not really discussing the show. But when you have relationships like that, it is. It's confusing. You know, I don't I don't care if. You know, there are three in this in the company and they all agree on it. There is some sort of insecurity of, you know, hesitation and and fear on someone within that dynamic, because everybody is not going to be for everything. You know, and 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 they may not be for anything, but they want to be with that person, you know, and that's where that insecurity comes into play and that fear comes into play because, you know, 
there are just so many things that that people feel that they're either not good enough, they're not they can't have, they they won't ever have, but they know that they have it with that person, you know, and it's really a shame because of all of the hurt that comes into it. Because you you can say, <clears throat> you know, I like vanilla ice cream. And this person likes vanilla ice cream. And that person likes vanilla ice cream. But one person says, but you know what? I want to put some sprinkles on it. And I want to put some chocolate syrup on it and some caramel. And, you know, maybe I want to put some um, M&Ms on it, you know. But those other two people, one of them may like a few of those and the other one doesn't really like it, but they still like vanilla ice cream and they only stay because they like vanilla ice cream. They might push some of the other things aside, but they'll get to their vanilla ice cream eventually. Um, I know people are like, why is she talking about ice cream? (laughs) But the thing is, is that, you know, you're not going to be able to please everyone everyone's not going to want everything that you have and there's that moment when you say okay look this is too much enough is enough I know I like this but mm -mm. I I, I can't get down with this because my vanilla ice cream is totally covered up and I really can't get to it anymore it's getting too hard it's getting too difficult to get to my vanilla ice cream um and I'm, I'm speaking like that in terms of look if they have ears, let them hear. <laughs> um, but, you know, people do that in relationships. And when you talk about joining multiple persons in, in a relationship, it gets convoluted, it gets confusing, and ultimately there is pain and hurt and and regret. And you can't get that back because people... God gave us that relationship, especially an intimate relationship between a man and a woman where they it's it. The thing is that what we have, it's it's the love that we have that you you want to give that love. Each person should be giving it should be given it equally. And I know that there are times when somebody is loving more one person more than the other. Um, But it should be something where there's that trust factor you can confide in. There, there are things that, intimate things that you two can only be, only deal with that, um, that nobody else can, can encounter with you. And when you're putting other people in the mix, it's no longer an intimate relationship in that, in that sense because you've, you've included, it's public now. It really is. It it is it is public. <laughs> it's public domain. Um and there is no privacy with those two. And so you know, it it just it it starts getting confusing and and people are looking at you because now you have to you have to separate time. That's that's a lot of energy. It's teenage. It's like, <laughs> look. It is. It's like you figure you want to do this. And, and and I get it that that there are people that were stagnant at a certain uh, area in their lives at a certain age. And then they're like, oh, boom, oh, and I can do this. But when you're include when you have somebody included in the mix, you just can't, you know, 
you went scuba dive. You no, I'm sorry. You wanted to go diving, but now you want to go scuba diving. You know, so <clears throat> I'll just uh, and it just doesn't. It's not something that you know. You can say as an individual, yes, you can say, okay, I want to do this. I want to do that. I I want to do this. And, but that other person, even though you say, look, do you think that we can do this? A lot of times, especially if they're, if they love you, they do, they want to share in what you want to do, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they really want to do it. You know, um, it's, it's not like having children and, your child wants to play baseball in the little league team. And every Saturday morning, you got to get up at the crack of dawn to get them out there. Do you really want to do that? No, but this is my child and I need, and I want them to have this, you know, for further growth. That's different than when you're having, when you're in a quote unquote committed relationship and there's values and morals and dreams and aspirations that, you two sh- see I- i'm sorry i just gotta go here <clears throat> when god said <laughs> the man will leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife not wives um then that's what that means when he said a man a man shall have his own wife not wives a woman shall have her own husband not husbands that's what the word says. You know, it's not, it's not, yes, I am repeating what the word says, but see, the word comes from God, you know. And so that's where it is. And 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 even if you let's let's just, you know, I hate to say it, but let's take the Bible and God out of that. If you have, if you're in a committed relationship, you two love each other. And you want to spend the rest of your lives with one another and you want to share your dreams together. You want to do things together. But this person says, hey, I met so-and-so at this place and, you know, I want to bring them into the house and I want to, you know, maybe we should get, you know, that's hurtful. Um, Not even if you talk about it, think about it, putting that into perspective, putting the shoe on the other foot. It's not, you're taking something away from someone that you love. And and I don't think, to me, it's selfish. To me, it, it, it's something that that's selfish because what you're doing is you want, it's, it's an I thing. It's, it's all I, 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 I. I want this and I want that. And if I don't have it, then forget you. You're going to have to come on board with it. It's an all in I thing. And there and people you have the people pleaser. You have the um, the yes, yes, man or yes, woman. And you have those that are just the one, the leader that says, OK, we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And it's OK. And they're not really taking into consideration or looking at looking, looking at them when they're asking them this. And when I say looking at them, not just face value, but looking into how they respond you know at their their actions their emotion you can tell when a person doesn't want to do something even if they nod their head yes you can tell that in their the the way their their body movement is their inflection their the way that they answer the hesitation that they give you know all you're hearing is okay and you want to go and do it and that's just 
that's just not right. It's not right at all to to just do things selfishly, you know, and that's not biblical either. What you say now? First of all, I'll just say this. Relation, going into any relationship, first of all, you need to go in with a standard. You need to go in with a standard, knowing what you want. So knowing what you want means knowing yourself and what you will accept. Number two, communication. Communication means coming together and discussing all of these things. And be honest. What does Shakespeare say? To thine own self be true. Okay. So if you can't be true to yourself about what you want or don't want in a relationship, then you're already setting yourself up for failure. Already. Mm -hmm. So it's important to, first of all, know what you want, you know, and, and please don't, I don't know. Okay. I'm going to just say, I don't recommend trying that, uh, going the route of, I'll try anything once. Oh gosh. Deadly and to your demise on some way, because you might end up with something you wasn't planning on leaving with, but that's another, a, a horse of a different color. But it's so important to be true to what, what things do you value? What are your expectations and standards in a relationship? And don't be, don't act like a 16 year old sub, um, succumbing to peer pressure. That's not what a relationship is. A commitment is an agreement generally with one other person. That's what a commitment, that's God's desire for us in a committed relationship. But to involve yourself in a situ, I'll just say a situationship, because that's what that sounds like, um, because you want to try it. Well, why do you want to try it? Back up. Why? This wasn't something that you embraced from the beginning. And now because another person's influence, you've decided to try it. And more than likely to find out like, yeah, this is just what I thought it was. Not for me. So, you know, it's it, relationships are complicated enough with one person, but you're going to start introducing variable X, Y, Z, and others, I mean, you're just setting yourself up for a lot of disappointment. And also, if you're in a relationship and it's not working for you, <clears throat> do the right thing for yourself. Close that door. Because to sit and tolerate something, you're in a place of stagnation. You're in a place of stagnation. You sitting here and this person is going on with their lottie dottie and everybody and you're just not happy. And now because of maybe what you value, you're like, well, now I can't move on because I'm still tied to her or I'm still tied to him, but I want to move on. Well, yeah, you do. So own your voice and say, this isn't working. I'm going to either step away from this relationship um, and move on, or I'm going to divorce if it is in that type of relationship and move on. But you have to, first of all, be, have a standard going in, in any kind of relationship, an expectation of 
what you want. And that way, if you get the other person to be true and honest, hopefully, about what they want, you come to some agreement of, well, maybe we don't want the same thing. You know, you're fun to kick it with, but we don't want the same thing. It's just like you, it's just like being a person and you, your desire is to be married. Well, you don't want to date somebody who's decided to just be a casual dater because they're plate. They're not in the same place. They don't embrace what you want. And you know, it's, it's, relationships committed relationships such as marriage it takes work you know the same magic and excitement when you first met isn't necessarily going to be there 10 25 years 30 how many 30 i'm 30 okay um (laughs) down the road but again it takes work if this is what you want and you know everyone is different and i understand we are all different we have different love languages we have different um we have different ideas about relationships but whatever relation you choose personally i like the one that i got because if jesus ain't in it it ain't worth having anyway that's that that's (laughs) because see even and i'm not trying to say that everything is 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 a, a whole mountaintop experience all the time we're human we have moments we, you know, not that you're falling into a, a pit of a bisque, but you have moments where things are not as fun or exciting or lovingly. So you have to, you, you know, through prayer, God, you know, what's going on? Is it me? Is it him? You know, what, what are we doing? You know, and have that kind of conversation, pray about it together. And then God will open up whatever door you guys need to do to renew that excitement. You know, and it's fun. I mean, you should be looking at your mate every day and loving that person. You know, I love and being in love with that person. Don't just love them. Well, look, you can love somebody like a friend. Right, that's got, true. But when you're in a marriage of a commitment and you should be in love, you know, and I, it, it's interesting because I was just, I, I was looking at my husband and I was like, I am so in love with this man. You know, and that's like your still in love with you. Absolutely. Go ahead, Lulu. That's right. It's supposed to be like that. Yeah, it it really is. And that's like, you know, it's like, look, when I grow up, I want to be like that, you know, but. um, But your love evolves. It does. It does. It's just like, you know, you have, you, I know you've got a lot of people. And especially in the entertainment industry, honey, Courtney Vance and my girl Angela Bassett have been strong, you know, and that's not that's not common. Well, in, in that world, as long as Samuel L. Jackson and his oh, wife, yeah, and his wife been married 43 years. And, he, and it's he's been go- look, it's it's yes, there are mountains. You're going to have mountains. You're going to have hills. You're going to have valleys. But guess what? When you have God on your side. Mm-hmm. And with you, and you have your mind stayed on him, mm-hmm. and your heart is filled with the word, so you may not sin against it. Chill. It's a yes. Beautiful, he it's didn't a beautiful say. Thing. He didn't say that you are not going to have any problems because you're with the because you have him in your life. It you will have them, but guess what? He is victorious 
which means what? You are a guy. Right. So because you have God in your life, you're an overcomer. Yes. Because the Bible gives us tools so that we can navigate through these challenges that we go through. The times in which we pray individually and even together, those are breakthrough moments because God tells us, pour out your heart with all diligence before me. He knows everything that's in there. And that way, when you pour out your heart, he can say, now I need you to deal with this and this and this because it always it always starts with you first. Yeah, and sometimes people get in prayer and they're like, and he said, and he said, and she said, and she did. No, we're gonna start with you because that's where the problem starts. And sometimes you have to, you have to pray, ask God, Lord, what whatever is going on in me that I need correction, please let me know what I need to do to to make some changes. You know, that's Um, that's the start with you. You know, we want to point a finger, but as you know, people say you got three pointing back at you. So you got to get the beam out of your eye before you can deal with the moat in somebody else. Yes. So, but you know, you know, it's, it's interesting because when I was talking about insecurity and, and, and fear and things like that, and having that relationship with God, you know, this is where a lot of people get, um, that this, it's like a stagnation. It's like they, they get into these things and they don't know how to get out of it. But that's where when that relationship with God, when you know how to talk to God, and that's what prayer is. You're talking to God. You just say, you just, you talk to him like you're talking to one of your friends, just add Jesus or Lord or Abba or father or God, you know, and <clears throat> let him know what's going on because I'm just going to be transparent. When I was going through my divorce, okay, I didn't let, I don't think I let anybody know for a long time because I was, I was ashamed. Now, mind you, I wasn't the one that did the things to get to that point, (laughs) but I was ashamed. I felt bad. Look, I even, it was to the point where, do I need to give back all my wedding gifts? Literally, I know that sounds crazy, but that's what, how I thought. Um, I, I felt ashamed. I mean, of course I was hurt, but you know, I, I, I just felt like, you know, well, maybe I should just tolerate it. You know, I don't, because I, I, I'm disabled. I've got two babies, you know, I don't, I don't have, I don't have anything, you know, so why don't, why should, why I, I can just stay, right? I should just stay. That's what I should do. Yeah. That's what I should do. And that was nothing but the trick of the enemy. And I said, here we go. That the trick of the enemy. I have my problem. The enemy is coming into my mind. But now I have someone that I can go to, to talk to about it. And I said, Lord, I don't have anything. And I don't know what to do. I don't have anything to put on the table. Nobody's going to want me. And the Lord says, you have me. And that resonated with me. And then again, you know, because sometimes we get on this, okay, Lord, okay, I believe that. But then sometimes it's like, oh my, because things are happening at the same time. I went to uh, put my children down for a nap and I sat on the steps. And I remember this, I sat on the steps crying and I didn't want to do that anymore. So guess what? I, this, this, the Holy Spirit dropped into my spirit 
<clears throat> cast your cares upon me. My yoke is easy and burden is light. When those scriptures came into my head, I said, Lord, I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't, I don't want to, I want to have a forgiving heart. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal. I, I need you to take this because I got two other folks that I got to take care of. And I need you to handle this for me. I, I don't want to be wallowing in all of this and anything like that. And as soon as I prayed that, I got up from them steps, went downstairs, and huh, the Lord has put me into another space and place and time. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so that's what... <clears throat> I'm sharing that because that is my story. You know, this is this is one of the reasons why I have a relationship with God, because I know that even though that God knows all and sees all, he he's crying with me. He all and all and, and that the, the cries are like, talk to me about it. Talk so we can so I can know what's going on. I know what's going on, but I want you as as just as you would as a friend, talk to another friend about it. He wants to hear it coming from you. Even though he knows it all, he wants to hear that. He wants to say, okay, this, this is what I'm about to do, okay? Because that, that just starts the all, when, he, when you start that conversation, that communication with God, mm, honey, heaven is just like, all right, it's rumbling, it's rolling. We about to, ooh, throw her something that's going to knock her out, but honey, it's going to lift her up. <laughs> so that's what, that relationship, you know, because people are like, oh, that's that's the religion. You religious. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. Because, see, here is the, the, the great thing. When you have an encounter with God. Woo, woo, what you say? Yes, what it is. When you have an encounter with God, it is the most amazing thing. You ain't going to want to go back to yesteryear. You're going to want to keep four because you want to say, well, wait, what else you got? What else you got? Lord, okay, I, I'm, I'm doing this. What do you want me to do? Mm. What do you want me to do? See, that's the thing. Not Because God is not, you know, uh, 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 one of those um, vending machines. Okay. So, and I'm dating myself. What else? What? <laughs> he ain't a uh, cash app. <laughs> but he's he not Zell. You know, so he... There are things that, especially when the word is hidden in your heart, that you do. And God is like, yes. Mm -hmm. And you keep on with that spiritual walk and that growth and those things that he has asked of you to do. And that you are desiring things that are from him that you are doing for others. You know, um, if you look at look, look at the shape of the cross is what uh, a pastor has said. If you look at the shape of the cross, it's perpendicular and horizontal okay so that's you vertical that's vertical and your outstretched hands stretching out to other people you know you got to give them Jesus as well so you know it's this is why again sharing your testimonies where where did you come from how did you get out of this you know it's it's not it's not for you you're not going through a lot of the stuff because uh it's just you you know, you are really going through it for a lot of other people. So that whole thing is when you get stuck in a rut, you feel like all all hope is lost and, and things like that. And then you want to do something drastic. You know, that's not what the purpose 
of you going through it is, is about. No, you, you're going through it and you're coming through it and you're coming out of it and you're sharing that testimony because there are other people that have been through, are going through those similar types of things and do not know where to go, who to turn to and, and what to do. And that's, that's where you insert yourself. Um, but again, with relationships, it's, it's the same thing. You cannot give the same type of, of love, of support, of encouragement to one person, to, to, to many people. It's just impossible. It's tiring. Come on now. (laughs) It is. It's, it's too much, you know, because you have, it's different, of course, with children. We're not, I'm not talking about your children. I'm not talking about your children. I'm talking about your mate, that person that you have decided that you wanted to share your life with, okay? You can't divide your life in, it, it just, um, it just doesn't work. I don't even know what to say, child, because it's just, it's just too confusing. And again, God is not the author of confusion. Amen. It's the equivalent of someone trying to juggle different size balls and different objects all at the same time. You about to drop some things. Yeah, it's a it's a focus. It it's it's a concentration. You can't do it all. <clears throat> See, relationships that are not built on trust are likely to fail. Because you need to ask yourself, can I trust this person? And that's a big thing. That's the part that, see, Jesus, you know, if you give him your heart, you can totally go to sleep at night and not even be concerned that you have put your heart and trust in in in, a, in someone who doesn't care about you. See, he cared about you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Mm-hmm. But, you know, <clears throat> you just have to come to that realization, you know. Everybody's story, yeah, is not your story. But the end all end is, is that you have to answer for your story. That part. <clears throat> yes, indeedy. Yes, 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 yes. And I know this is a lot, you know, for some people to like take in. Again, we we are not doctors, therapists or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> but knowing the word and what and and as we stand on it um this is what what we have to share you know um and again you know everybody is not going to agree no you you make your own choices we're not trying to say you've got to do this you know um but there will come a time when you're gonna say okay i'm tired of this and i don't know what to do I have these two people here and look, you might even get tired of looking at them and don't even want to be bothered with either one of them. Then what? It's, it's look already. If it's just one and you get tired of looking, (laughs) but then you got more than one, you know, so you have to ask yourself, what really are you looking for when you going, as my mother would say, from pillar to post, what are you looking for? And please don't answer. Well, I just want to be happy. Well, you don't know how to even be happy with yourself. See? Yeah. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big pill to swallow, but sometimes truth 
yeah, truth hurts sometimes. And you have to take some time to take inventory. But you again, a relationship is one that you have to go in. I'm talking about human man-to-man relationships. I'm not saying when I say man, I'm saying in the general sense, not particularly the sex, because <clears throat> that's another topic. But you have to go in with a standard. The beauty is, is that coming into a relationship with Christ there's only one criteria and to say yes. And that's all that matters. He doesn't care about where you've been, what you've been through. Cause guess what? He already knows. Mm-hmm. See, so he doesn't have any expectations. He's not concerned about what your standards are because your standards are not his standards. Cause see, he has better for you, better for you than anything that you could conceive in your heart and mind about what your life should be. And being a Christian ain't corny. I'm just letting them say that. No. I don't know what people look. Wait a minute. See, that's I mean, there, no, no. Because there, there are people. Who, no, I understand people are like, oh, y'all so stiff stuff. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, no. I, what I was going to say was that there are some Christians that are just like, oh, yeah, you know, um, I uh, I uh, I get intimate with my wife with um, Hezekiah Walker on the radio. I'm like, no. Well, that's what I'm saying. No, no, no. come on. You ain't no, 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 no. No, you're not no. doing that because that's praise and worship <laughs> and honoring, and that's for God. That is not the okay. What you need to do if you don't have no game, read Song of Solomon. Yes, order. Because he knew how to woo a woman. Okay. Yes, indeed. It wasn't no <laughs> bellows of Luther, but no, I'm saying, no, honey. He, honey, words, he put it. What ooh, they say, yeah, you, what, look, what did Roberta under say? eighteen, no, it, under twenty-one. Don't read what, Song to Solomon. <laughs> but what did what did Roberta Flack say? Killing me softly. Yes. <laughs> okay. Like, whoa. I mean, yeah. If you ain't yeah. got no game. Yeah, I'm like, okay. And I, again, I am not saying brothers who are not married, see, because see, let's be clear. Solomon came into his into his role as a teenager, but see, he was married. He was married, and this is the woman. That and and born. and don't 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 go. Well, Solomon had a lot of wives. Okay, we okay. Again, that's that a was whole his choice. Dis- no, we that, ain't talking about we ain't talking about what God said. See, no. see, and that and that. Here we go. Let me just take this as an example because we we going we gonna end with this. Okay, <clears throat> Abraham and Sarah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Abraham and Sarah, hundred almost a hundred. Okay. And she was, she was um, well, I'm sorry, before that, she was barren. Okay. She was barren. That's where I want to go. So she was barren. She couldn't have any children, right? So Sarah, see, God had already said to Abraham, your children are going to be like sands of the sea, stars in the sky. Okay. Now, she was barren. So because her being barren and knowing what God said, she said, I can't have any kids. Now, she said, God didn't tell her this. She said, I can't have any kids, so I'm going to offer you my maid, my maid servant. Okay? All right, Abraham being the man he is. All right, let's go. Let's get it. <laughs> so, 
he did. And he had Ishmael. All right. But again, God did not tell Sarah to do that. She being what we what we said, man, man or woman, she decided she decided in her mind that that's what should happen if he were to do if if he were to gain what God had said is going to happen. All right. That again, here we go with the relationships. Sarah um, Hagar was she was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't have no kids, but I gave him a son. That what you gonna do? So that mocking there was like not appropriate. Who got fed up with her? Sarah got fed up with her, and she was like, look, she got to go and that little boy. So he was like, all right, my wife said so. You got to go, and that was it. Fast forward. Um, and I'm not going to talk about Hagar and Ishmael, but God finally said, not final, I won't say that. Then God spoke and said to Abraham that Sarah would conceive. She laughed at that. She laughed at that. And then God said, well, what you laughing for? I didn't say what I said. I said what I said. <laughs> that she, in her old age, because she was pushing 100, she would conceive. And what happened? Because God said that it was so, she conceived Isaac. So, that, see that relationship? That entanglement that happened? It ain't work. <laughs> it ain't work out. See, because see, cause God, wasn't, God wasn't in there. Because she said that. Man said, let's do this. Because God said this would happen. You're trying, she was trying to make this happen, but thought that she couldn't because she couldn't have a child. So she was like, well, I guess if if God said you're going to have all these all these children, then and I can't have kids, you got you got to start with something instead of allowing God to do what he does. So that there. <clears throat> mhm. Yeah. And again, again, with God, all things are possible. Mhm. And to get with him, you know, if all you need to do is repent, repent. And all you need to say is, God, I'm sorry. Forgive me for my sins. I need help. And I know that only you can do it. Only you can get me out of this situation. Only you can help me in times of trouble. And ask him into your heart, knowing Knowing that he is the son, asking Jesus to come into your heart, knowing that he is the son of God, that he died on the cross, was raised up three days later and is still ever present. And if you believe that, and if you believe what you said, then the angels are rejoicing in heaven. Yes, indeed. Yes, Bell. So Bell, would you like to end the word prayer? Yes. Father in heaven, we are so grateful, God, that we have this time, Lord, to share you with others, those that may not know you. Father, we are thankful, Father, for health and strength, God. We continue to pray, Father God, for those that are 
in places of infirmities and have needs, God, that they could call upon you. And as you said, that you would show great and mighty things which they know not. Father, we pray, Lord, if they don't have a relationship with you, that they would pray according to Romans 10, 9 and 10. If thou will confess with thy heart, with thy mouth and believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Simply that prayer, God. And we just pray, Lord God, for uh, resolutions to those, Father God, who have been uh, victims of storms and difficulties in the weather that impacted our world here uh, over the weekend, God. We ask God for comfort and peace, Lord, for those that have experienced loss of loved ones, God. We just thank you for all that you continue to do, Father God. Help us to be true, Father God. Help us to hear the truth and apply it, Father God, according to your word to our lives, God. We are so thankful for what you have done in our lives individually and collectively. We lift you up. We give you honor, praise, and glory for all that you will continue to do. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, if you see something strange... Here's something odd. What? Always remember to say, what you say? Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.